everyone to the Rest Podcast, where our goal is to help each and every one of you displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in order to heal and find significance in life. I am your host, Natalie Roberts, and I am here with the author of The Reconstitution Method for Healing and Rest, Virginia Dixon. Okay, Dr. Meyer, this is an incredible privilege and an honor to have you on my podcast today discussing Holistic Dental Matrix, your book. Well, thanks. Thanks. Pleasure to be here. I could not put it down. And I know you you know a little bit about what we do and why we do it and how we do it. But we are committed to displacing confusion, chaos, and dis-ease that tends to derail our lives and sends us into a tailspin, leads right. to disease, illness, and death. Interestingly, we discuss those components in the context of the spirit of a person, the soul of a person, and how it manifests in the body in the context of wellness, leading to deeper conversations about, wow, what's happening within ourselves, in the spirit, our soul, in our body, the soul being the mind, the heart, the will, the conscience of a person, the impact it has on the brain and how those things manifest in the body. Functional medicine, root cause stuff, right? Yeah. But our, we don't stop there. Our goal is to help people understand that in the context of the decisions they make, how they run their lives, the quality of their relationships, right? What happens in their spheres of influence, primary, the family, institutions of faith, and then, of course, the state. So it's this multifaceted discussion when it's carried out and the implications of understanding our constituents and how we really do have a lot of power and authority over the trajectory of our own lives and how we view ourselves in the world around us. One of the reasons your book was so compelling to me is you're a dentist and everything you wrote about dentistry and functional medicine, it's discussed in the context of the ramifications of our teeth, something as simple as our teeth, and the consequence of the health of our teeth that has in our very system, our body. So today we're going to focus a little bit more on our anatomy and to some extent physiology as it pertains to our teeth. But I want our listening audience to know why you couldn't put your book down. Can you give us a little bit of your story. You've been a dentist for 40 years. 46 and, years I've been yeah. in dentistry. And I was a honest to goodness card carrying member of the American Dental Association. I was part of the, the student representative from a fraternity to the organized dentistry. And I proceeded along that way for about five or six years. Then I happened to one day pick up a book in the library that's the proverbial jumped out at me and said I had to read it. And it was by Ralph Moss called The Cancer Industry. And it was my first exposure in healthcare to a whistleblower. And it changed my life irrevocably to now question everything. And so everything that I had known to be true had been debunked almost. And it kept revealing itself as other truths as I went down the timeline of my life and being looking at things and then starting to think about what I'm doing. You know, we now know that if if a, if a mercury thermometer would break in a, 
in a school, they'll evacuate the school. But you have more mercury. Most adults have more mercury in their mouth than that mercury thermometer that broke. And it's it's off-gassing continuously. And it's accelerated when you have hot beverages or detergent-type foods, which are crunchy foods, acidic foods like tomatoes or vinegars help liberate that mercury. And it's there's a phenomenon known as retrograde traveling where the mercury goes up the nerve that runs in the jaw up to the inside the brain. Yep. And there you go. There's a, there's a fundamental link to illness right with that one mechanism that's been talked about. I became enamored with the, the new body of information, which, mind you, 40 years ago, there was no internet. There were no cell phones. There were fax machines, yes. But the information came very slowly. And some people use the term organically. There was no big pot of, of knowledge that you could just go to one spot. You had to source it out independently from various teachers, wherever they might be. And early on, I practiced in a, a small country community of 1,700 people. Now, that 1,700 people, and I had few distractions in my life at that point, other than a newly married and I have baby, but that gave me an opportunity to really observe people, listen to their stories, and I'm starting to see if I can put into some context their story with what I'm beginning to learn about, and really a, a telltale, very important part of the story, and I believe it's in, it's in the book. My receptionist in that in that little country practice was diagnosed with MS. And that was at a time that very little was known about it. And I don't know what the status is right now, but she ended up going out to the Las Vegas clinic and came back to me with a, a sheaf of papers that was about an eighth of an inch or a quarter of an inch thick. And it was all written from a German perspective. And it was the first time I ever heard of teeth being referred to as organs. You know, I'm thinking mm-hmm. our, our organs, our kidneys, our lungs, and this and that. But they were adamant that our teeth are our organs also. They're hard tissue. We call hard tissue organs. It's and, a matter of fact, dental yeah. doctors have to have a medical degree in Germany to graduate. Yeah, that I don't think it's that way any longer. But for a long time, that was... That's what it was. That was her way of being. So... She she brought me this information and she says, well, you take out my mercury fillings and use this and do this and do this and do this and replace my fillings with this one specific type of gold alloy. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll research it and find out where I can get it. I found it, but I moved out of there shortly a few years later. So I don't know whatever happened to her as far as her disease process, but I still have that information in my archives of what she brought from Las Vegas, the Las Vegas clinic. And that would be Dr. Fuller Royal back then. So that was the first time you were introduced to the functional. Right. And their teeth were attached to other body parts on the, along the acupuncture meridian system. Oh my gosh, that just rocked my world. It rocked it because I'd never heard teeth being attached to anything, but these are just little things that we do and we chew and we do this. And little did I know that that was really setting a course for me in my in my career on the biological side of things, uh, along simultaneously with my functional side, 
how does all that fit together? How does this work? And when it's off kilter, we end up with eye pain, neck pain, jaw pain, uh, numb sensation of the arm, hand, or fingertips. There are 50 symptoms, a whole myriad of them that are in the book, in the chart, that you can trace down and say, hey, look, I have this and I have this. Oh, that's chapter four. <laughs> the way you organize the book is brilliant, and I cannot get this information in the hands of people fast enough. I want to read a quote from Burton Goldberg, the voice of alternative medicine. He says, in America, medical doctors are taught to specialize. Consequently, the various fields of medicine are fragmented and separated from one another. Conventional doctors do not treat the human body as it functions as a whole. In reality, the human body is intricately connected. There is no better example of this point than the way in which your teeth can control your health and well-being. Most people, including most dentists, are unaware of the connection between the health of their teeth and the health of the body. Fascinating. So yeah. true. And those of us who study functional medicine or who, who help people heal by helping them understand how finely tuned we're connected with the spiritual world, you know, the very cavity in the center of our bodies, our soul, and the consequence it has on our brain and how it manifests in the body. Sure. This is like music to our ears to hear a doctor have the courage to state this because we cannot deal with the whole unless we study not the pieces, but how they interact with one another. Right. You know, what's, it's, what came to mind as you're saying that is that the, the whole is much greater than the sum of the parts. That's right. And he brings up in the forward to your book something really interesting, and I want our listening audience to wrap their mind around this. Perhaps you can comment on it briefly for me. The concept of meridians and nervous system. He says every organ of your body is connected by the meridian system and the central nervous system with consequences, of course, in the cardiovascular, lymphatic, and all of the other internal all the other parts. All the other parts. But can you talk about the meridian system a little bit and the central nervous system as it pertains to dentistry? This might make it easier. We attribute character deficits when in fact we're dealing with often neurological imbalances. I studied the brain at UCI. That was my background. I wanted to get into psychiatry. I saw limitations in the system that made me very, very uncomfortable. And I realized I had nowhere to go from there because psychology, psychiatry, medicine, I didn't understand how these doctors specialized in all these different fields, but I thought, I was more compelled what, what brings it all together. And even 40 years ago, to your point, this whole conversation about meridians, Chinese medicine, energy fields, energy medicine, intuitively, I sensed there was something there, but we didn't have internet. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have a lot of things, right? right. That we have today to have access to this information. I want people to feel hope that you may be attributing character deficits to someone when in fact there's major neurological imbalances and major insults to the whole energy field in a person's body. 
So we can bring a lot of healing to ourselves and others if we just understand what these are and what this doctor's talking about here. Right. Well, so all physicians of every ilk that are out there and lay people know about the nervous system. We know the sympathetic, the parasympathetic, maybe not a, a working knowledge of it, but you're, you're given that information in school, in grammar school, high school, college, et cetera. The acupuncture system, oh my gosh, I mean, that didn't show up on America's doorstep until President Nixon made his trip to China. And then it was really dissed by so many people in the healthcare profession that how could you take a, a needle and put it someplace and make a headache go away? I mean, it, that was beyond the beyond. And I was like a national inquirer. I had an ins- inquiring mind and I wanted to know. That's my story. And so I, I found a great outlet for my curiosity about that. And when, like I was just saying a few minutes ago, when that woman brought me that packet of information talking about the interrelationship of the teeth to various body parts through the acupuncture system, and this is a bit of a stretch. We in medicine are not really learned in energy. How does energy work in the body? It is the future of medicine too. Yes. We look on uh, highways that we drive by and we'll see power lines on some kind of a pole and a gizmo. and, And we know we can tangibly make sense. Energy is, we might not understand it, but we know that energy flows through that line. We know when we hit a light switch, if the light goes on, energy is flowing. We don't understand it much beyond that. And in teeth, oh my gosh, how can you even begin to make a mental leap if we don't understand some of these basics that teeth are living and they're, they are able to conduct energies. And I mean, this is such a rich topic of conversation. When, when teeth come together, you have the crystal structure of the tooth has a piezoelectric charge. So the piezoelectric charge carries all kinds of benefit as well as consequences if it's in the wrong if it's being directed in the wrong manner. So a misaligned bite can have devastating consequences in the mental, emotional, and physical health of a person. Totally. Yeah, because of the amount of energy that's flowing. I just want to make it really practical for people listening. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we see that. And, you know, it's like so many layers. Everything that we talk about, there's layer upon layer upon layer. People will see their teeth deteriorating. They'll go to a dentist and the dentist, if he's not awake and aware, will say, oh, your gums are receding and you got little notches in the sides of your teeth. And well, what's going on? Why? What's going on with that? Well, I don't know. That's just the way you are or it's just happening because it takes a lot more energy for the doctor to go down that rabbit hole and understand the biomechanics of teeth. I talk about it in the book. I show pictures of it in the book. Bringing this awareness to a a working dental population. And I'm talking about the doctors, not the patient. Right. Right. But what I like about your book is if we wait for an entire medical industry to catch up with the things we're saying, a generation or two will pass in the interim. 
And we don't have time for that. We have a medical system that's imploding. Oh, yeah. Period. And it's broken. And one of the things in the information that I like to bring to people is you have the power and the authority to bring so much healing to yourself and those in your sphere of influence just by some fundamental knowledge. Insults wound your soul, crush your heart, can derail your mind, can really afflict your conscience, and can crush your feelings from an insult. Mm. Your body is trying to navigate and hedge unthinkable, toxic, spiritual, emotional, chemical, you name it, insults like we've never seen before. And so if we can begin to correlate what an insult can do to our very soul and how it can impact the direction of our life, we can all understand that to some extent. Oh, sure. Then imagine how easy and how reasonable it is to say, oh, wait, insults. There's insults, invisible insults that are impacting my body in really practical ways that are causing me to not feel way well. So before I take that antidepressant, before I take all those meds to deal with my anxiety, my depression, my all this, my invitation to people is to, hey, let me just tell you and expose you to a few bits of information from great minds and brilliant people that have been down this road for the last 40, 50 years that can really impact the quality of your health. And honestly, protect your inheritance and your budget because people spend tens of thousands of dollars in dealing with things that are devastating their life. Yeah. And I'm not going to go crazy on this conversation with you, but even the conversation about addiction, a broken heart and a shattered soul is ultimately what drives people to numb pain and fear and anxiety. Right. But when you, Think about what you just said, the implications of just a bite and the amount of energy that's flowing or not, or misfiring to different parts of the body and the impact it can have on your brain and on your body. All of a sudden you're thinking, wait a minute, I've had to put a hard stop on how I think about everything Yeah, and rethink what's happening to me. Disease is a wonderful thing to me. And Cancer, I grew to love the conversation that cancer has with us in time yeah. because it's it's helping expose these buried narratives and these buried truths that we know nothing about. All of a sudden, I have cancer in my breast, unrest in the nest, and I can trace it to what's emotionally happening in my family and has been happening for generations. That's amazing when now we add the teeth again to this discussion of wellness. Yeah, so true, so true. One of the questions I've often asked people, usually women, but uh, when they come in and they had a diagnosis of cancer somewhere in the body, I would ask the, the tender question, what's been good about you having cancer? And that opens up a whole nother dialogue on the emotional level. So many people want to express that. But 
they're not given the floor space or the airtime to to do that. What did you find? What was the answer? That was a great question. Yeah, the, the, the common response was I found that I had to have peace within myself. They had to have peace and they didn't up to that point. Right. So that was a, a pretty common answer. And I did that regularly once I got comfortable myself with asking the question, because I, as I learned, I learned that cancer, although we call it a disease in the Western world, I, I came to the realization that cancer is an expression of the body trying to save itself. And the Western mindset of, of wanting to kill the cancer, to get the cancer, we turned the cancer into the bad guy exclusively. And we, of course, you know, we have chemotherapy, radiation, and surgery. That's, that's our, our bag of tricks for cancer therapy. And, you know, I've had enough people in my practice who cured themselves. Yeah. Uh, cancer. 100%. So how does that figure? How does that figure with what we're told in the in the brainwashing of the of the world around us that this is how you treat cancer and you know looking cancer was uh, president nixon at the time declared war on cancer and we're no further ahead today except it's cost a whole lot than the death rates back in the 60s when that was yeah we can't declare war on cancer when the war is within ourselves that's right so the battles within us yeah so my path of learning to ask tender questions, I don't know how that came to me. It just did. And I, I, I incorporated that when I would meet somebody in the practice and we do an interview, kind of like what we're doing now, face to face, knee to knee. And conversation came around to a point that it was safe enough and trusting enough to ask the question. And that brought a whole a different sensitivity for me around the individual who's coming for care to the office, seeking all the stuff that was in my book. Yes, the mercury fillings and the detoxification that we send people to functional medicine people or naturopath, or they may have somebody already that they're working with. So, but that would be the support pieces. And, you know, that's still getting into to the heart. So you know, I brought whatever love and compassion that I could then now differently into a relationship as a healer to not just be a tooth mechanic. And yes, I could fill teeth and I can remove teeth and I could do this and that, but that I still did all that, but was for a different purpose and a, a different healing outcome, not just the doing of the best filling that that person could have, although they need that. You know, that was a given, but it was the the myriad of things which went into that why I wrote the book as I as I came to realize the depth of what we in dentistry had to offer people. Not only that, but what we were doing to people. Yeah. Yeah. So that big picture, the chart that you want. Yeah, the holistic dental matrix. Yeah, the chart that's on like six pages there. I, I couldn't make it big enough to fit. I mean, it'd be humongous. That came to me sitting on a beach in California, Southern California. I was musing on a Saturday morning and I said, what do I really do? And I took a sheet of paper 
And I just said, oh, I, I, I take mercury fillings out. Well, what's what about it? mercury fillings? What's the benefits, the health benefits? So I, I researched and I got lists and lists of benefits which people have had from having mercury. And then I wrote a column adjacent to it. I said, well, okay, if I do that, what about TMJ problems and headache problem and jaw pain, blah, 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 which I alluded to, there are 50 symptoms. 50. I you know how big that list is. I cannot believe it. So so I wrote that down and then I I I did it with fluoride, I did it with sleep apnea, I did it with gum disease, everything that you see there. Ear problems, emotional behavior, adrenal disease, eye pain, head pain, headaches. Facial pain, heart, EKGs, jaw and jaw joints, kidney, neck and shoulder problems, teeth and gum problems, mouth, face, cheek, chin problems. It's fascinating. Nervous system, social and lifestyle intrusions, thyroid, throat, and systematic effects, systemic, excuse me, effects. It's just unbelievable. That chart, I would say, was divinely inspired sitting out at the ocean. Oh, yeah. I refined it and I added to it. And uh, then came the challenge, obviously, of how to convey that volume of information into a handy, reasonably handy chart. Could be a pamphlet probably of its own, I guess. You know, it could be. And I'd like to have that discussion with you to see well, we're going to have a lot of interesting conversations. I'm, I don't think you could have made it any easier. I want our listening audience to listen to this. This is for a quote from your book. I've developed the holistic dental matrix to help you find your way. I'm all about putting power in the hands of people, not taking it away. Yeah. And for them and inspiring, instructing and equipping them to rise up, to rise up. There's so much they can do. This book is meant to be used as a guidepost or a handbook to good health, giving you information on holistic dentistry that you can apply to your own life. I want to help you make sense of your symptoms and their possible dental causes and relationships. If you go to virginiadixon.com and you go to our website, and you enter your email, request the holistic dental matrix. If we have other methods to get this to you, we will. Dr. Meyer has graciously made this available to us and has given us permission to give this to you. So anyway, you did such an excellent job in this book of doing exactly that. And I just can't thank you enough. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone. For updates about rest and this podcast, please visit our Instagram or Facebook, The Place of Rest. If you'd like more information about Virginia or to support and join the cause of rest, please go to virginiadixon.com forward slash collaborate or call 949-289-5935. Thank you for listening to Rest with Virginia Dixon. We'll see you next week.